That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A Dear Media original podcast. Hi, welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good, like really good. And it will, I promise. All week, we've been talking about hormones, and today we're so lucky we have a special guest, Paige Lindgren, who is a hormone expert. Paige, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I find that a lot of practitioners go into a focus like yours because they have some kind of issue with it themselves or some kind of personal connection. And I was wondering if you had kind of a personal connection to hormone health. Absolutely. I'm happy to talk about that because like... (laughs) People always ask me, I'm pretty young, like, why do you care about hormones? I didn't wake up one day and think like, I want to be a certified hormone specialist. Yeah. So I have Hashimoto's disease, which is an autoimmune disease that was diagnosed really young. I was in fourth grade. Oh, wow. So basically my whole life that I remember, I've been dealing with health issues and that really impacts your hormones. It's an autoimmune disease. And then once I became probably my late teens, early 20, well, I, I'm still kind of in my early 20s, but late teens, early, you. early 20s, everything kind of shut down for me. And I could not figure out what it was. I was chasing diagnoses. I'm like, this is more than just my thyroid. Why can't I get out of bed? Why is my weight just all over? Like, what is going on? It took years. And we were just like trying to test everything. We never tested my hormones. And then finally, when I met an amazing, amazing doctor, he tested my hormones and we're like, oh, that's it. <laughs> that's controls everything as far as digestion to mood to energy. I was just blown away that just like the little tweaks in helping regulate my hormones changed my life. I'm like, okay, I need to like learn about this and I need to share it. Wow. I was not expecting you to say that, especially so young. That is so interesting. And that must have been really hard. And I'm sorry. And I'm also (laughs) so glad that you were able to figure that out. And now you're able to share it with so many people. I know. I honestly think like as cheesy as it is, I'm like, there was a reason. You know what I mean? And like, since I was able to and fortunate enough to like get the answers and get the help from an amazing doctor. And I want to like let other people know like this might help them too. Yeah. Like you don't have to necessarily feel that way. And there are ways through food and lifestyle and all those things. Wow. (laughs) How might someone know if their hormones are off? Like when someone comes to you and wants to chat with you about it, how are they supposed to know? I know because your hormones literally impact you in so many different ways. One of the main things is like energy, 
acne, weight fluctuations without trying, mood stuff. But I really think of it as like if you aren't feeling well and you get like the typical like blood test done and it's like, oh, everything looks perfect. Maybe think, oh, maybe I should test my hormones. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's not like you're not checking off the big boxes of like why you should be feeling so crappy. Yeah. Take a look at your hormones. basically. Yeah. You know, when you go on WebMD or whatever and it's like you might have blah, 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 blah. Like hormones can impact and give you any symptom there is. So it's like kind of hard to know like this is hormones. You can kind of assume if you kind of rule other things out. It's so hard though, like what you were saying with your Hashimoto's where I think there's a lot of these vague symptoms Mm -hmm. that I think that you could just be like, oh, I'm really tired. I'm really this. All this is going on. Right. But it is worth getting them checked out. Yeah. And like your gut knows, you know, you're like, you know how you're supposed to feel. And like, you just know if you're not feeling how you're supposed to, you know? Yes, I do. I feel like in the wellness community, but also just kind of overall, I've been hearing a lot about estrogen dominance that I was wondering if you could explain it a little bit and what might be helpful. Yeah. So estrogen dominance doesn't even necessarily mean you have to have super, super high levels of estrogen. It's all comparative to your progesterone. So you could technically have low estrogen, but if your progesterone's way lower, you have estrogen dominance. It really is interesting that like it's a big buzz right now. I think with TikTok, have you seen like the whole raw carrot salad thing? No. Oh, this is it's like, please tell us. It's just like holding. Maybe it's just on my TikTok. Because yeah. like my For You page is very hormone focused. But everyone's having this raw carrot salad because they're saying that the fibers pull out estrogen. Like, I love that. But I also think like that's not going to heal your hormones. I agree. But I've just been hearing about estrogen so much the past few weeks because of this trend. Like, you're going to see it on your For You page today. Like, if you have TikTok. Yeah, but, I do. I do. <laughs> but but I'm happy that it is getting recognition. Estrogen dominance is way more common than low estrogen. But it's not everyone's case at all. When I was struggling with my hormones, I actually had low estrogen. So I had oh. to do estrogen cream for a little bit. And it like, that's what really gave me my life back. Oh, wow. So I really think as far as hormones go, test instead of guess, really like, any doctor can run the basic hormone panel. And like before, just assuming you have estrogen dominance, you know, test. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. I do find that a lot of people are coming to me about having Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism. And I was wondering what your tips would be for someone who is like newly diagnosed. Yes, (laughs) it's crazy. I'm trying to think of the stats. There was something about like just a crazy amount of people who now have Hashimoto's compared to like 20 years ago. And it just blew me away. And I meet so many people. And anytime I go on Instagram and like I re-throw it out there that I have it, the amount of DMs I get, it's crazy. Yeah. So I personally am medicated. I take Synthroid thyroid hormones. I think you can do both for sure. Like a lifestyle change and medication. I think it totally depends. Each case is different. Some people might get away with, you know, just lifestyle changes. But for me personally, going gluten-free helped me so much. I don't think normal people, like if you're feeling great, you don't need to do that. I agree. But gluten has a weird molecule mimicking thyroid thing. And it really, really helped my symptoms. So going gluten-free, eating whole real foods, a big thing was blood sugar balancing. Yeah. So like eating breakfast with a lot of protein, not skipping meals. And then the other big thing is when I was first diagnosed in fourth grade, but like Throughout the years before I started the lifestyle changes, I was like running myself to the ground with exercise Mm. and let's try intermittent fasting. And like, why am I gaining weight and why am I puffy? And like, what's going on is my Hashimoto's. Yeah. But I was doing everything the opposite. As soon as I started like lowering the intensity of everything and really nourishing myself, 
that's when my body felt safe enough to let it go. It's a weird thing. Like you're kind of searching for something and you're doing the opposite. And yeah, so I think lowering stress levels for me going gluten free, eating whole real foods, more protein at each meal. And yeah, just lower impact, like more yoga, meditation, the things that like are boring and people don't want to admit might help actually really help. I love that you said it that way because you and I had talked offline about how important it is for rest and recovery, how the people think that they have to absolutely kill themselves in the gym and with these restrictive diets. And then that winds up being really counterproductive. Completely. Yeah. It just raises your cortisol. And when your cortisol is high, nothing works. And like you hold on to extra fat and water and all this stuff is a safety mechanism, which like, thank you, body. But, you know, it's not in our day to day. It's not helping us. Yeah. You know? I completely agree. I know you're really into cycle syncing. And I think that that can be extremely helpful for people. And I was wondering if you could explain that. Yes. Okay. I'm like obsessed with cycle syncing. Great. And I think it's honestly something that needs to start being like taught in health class. Why don't we learn about it? I didn't know we had four phases in a cycle until I started learning about hormones. Yeah. But we have four phases where our hormones rise and fall dramatically. And those rises and dips correlate with symptoms. So very high progesterone is when you're feeling a lot more bloated and tired. And there's certain lifestyle and nutritional things you can do to kind of stabilize it a little bit. And that will majorly help so many PMS symptoms, help regulate period lengths more. Like for instance, like flaxseed, such a great thing when your estrogen's a little too high. So incorporating that into meals when your estrogen's a little high in ovulation, things like that, movement too. We burn different calories during different phases, depending on our hormone levels. We have different energy. We can get injured more by exercising during different. It's so fascinating when you actually kind of like learn the science behind it. But the main points are, you know, when you're in your luteal phase, which is basically before you bleed, it's like two weeks before, that's when you do the lower impact workout. Basically, your body knows exactly what to do and it's giving you signs and you just need to accept them and listen to them. So your body's probably more tired at that time or wanting to do more of the walking and stretching during that time. So allow it, you know, we're not supposed to take the same workout class every single week, same meal plan every single day. We need to adapt to what our body's asking for. And that's what I think is beautiful about cycle syncing. And then you feel better. I think that is so helpful. I think a lot of women don't start thinking about their cycle until they're trying to conceive. Right. And there's so much life before then where you have this cycle and it's affecting what you're craving and what you're Mm -hmm. wanting and what you're needing. And so I think it's so helpful for you at your age to be talking about this with people that can kind of get on top of it just to feel good. To feel good and to know they're not crazy. Like yeah. in high school and I would be really, really sad and just irritated one week and then be like happy the next week. I'm like, am I crazy? Like what's going on? And now looking back, I'm like, well, that was my hormones. And, you know, your hormones do control your mood. And now knowing that, I'm like, oh, I'm not crazy. I could have just given myself grace. I love that. Is there a certain app that you like to like track that? Yeah, I track my period on the Flow app. Mm -hmm. Also, Natural Cycles. Okay. Yeah, those are two really good ones. And they'll like tell you what phase you're in. You can also, you know, learn how to track it on a calendar. That's the old fashioned way of doing it. Like X marks the spot. Yep. I was also wondering about your stance on hormonal birth control. I think that that's a huge topic nowadays and a lot of women are getting off of it, but then there aren't like a ton of great options always without it. And I was wondering your thoughts. Yeah. My thoughts on birth control isn't all or nothing. Yeah. I don't think 
we were meant to be on birth control for 10 plus years. You know, a lot of people get put on it at 15 because they complain of acne and they're on it till 27. I don't think it's really meant to be a long-term solution for that. I think if you're having hormonal symptoms as far as acne or mood or whatever gets someone on it at that age, try to look for a root cause approach first and see, I think, like more lifestyle changes for that. But as far as preventing pregnancy, you know, take it the years that you're really wanting to prevent pregnancy. I think it's just handed out a little bit too easy. There are other options, obviously. The copper IUD seems to, but a lot of people don't respond well to that either. Like hormones really are just so individual. Yeah. But I don't think like birth control is all bad. I just think it's way too easy to just get on it and it's being handed when it shouldn't be. I have a lot of friends getting off of it right now have just literally been on it since they were 13, 14, and they're just not feeling well. So they're getting off of it. And they're just like kind of just tracking their cycle and like learning the days to not have sex and the days to and, you know, just being more careful that way. And so far, they've been fine. So that seems like a very balanced approach. And I know a lot of people in the wellness community who are so like, by the way, and everyone needs to get off birth control. It's yeah. terrible for you. It's not like some of the things they're saying are completely out of whack, but it is also like, you know, being realistic. Dumb- yeah. In a dream world, it would be awesome if no one was on birth control. It'd be interesting to see how everyone is feeling right now. Yeah. We'd all be a lot more in sync, probably. It's very interesting, but we have to be realistic. That's how I feel. We don't need to be perfect because our bodies are strong and we're living a life. Like we don't need to strive for perfection in health. I think the second you strive for being all natural or all perfect, you're adding more stress to your body and that's the opposite of health. We do what we can when we can, you know? I think that is so important. People seem to really want like down and dirty, easy, quickie meals. And I know on your Instagram, you have you have exactly that. It's like the things that people want. It's like not even pretty, which I'm saying that as a compliment. It's It's just like literally this is what I had. And I feel like people really want like, tell me what you're having for dinner. So I was wondering if you could just give us some examples of like what you're doing. That's like scrap, like scrappier, the better, honestly. Okay, good. Because I really like, I don't really cook. Like I just throw things. I love that. Like last night I threw some, I'm going to butcher. How do you say gnocchi? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, gnocchi. (laughs) Did I say that right? Yeah. I'd cauliflower that, threw that in the air fryer with zucchini, chopped up chicken sausage. Like I just threw everything in the air fryer for 15 minutes. That's Air fryer, best. best invention. Agreed. So I do that probably like five nights a week. I love a good like lentil pasta with ground beef. That's an easy meal I do a lot. I mean, my stuff's so random. I'll do, I mean, really that's it. It's like my air fryer is my life because my dinner can be in and out within 15 minutes and like you can put everything in at once. That's that or like a sheet point. pan meal. Like just chop everything up, put it on a sheet pan put it in. I did a video on one, but the one I make all the time, I do a can of chickpeas, tomatoes, zucchini, sweet potato, and then usually chicken sausage, or I'll cook that. And then like the last 10 minutes, put a piece of salmon on top. And then it's like, I don't like cleaning either. So anything that's like one pan, one pot, one air fryer. Yeah. But see, that's the thing that people really want. It's like scrappy. It's easy. It's doable. It's done in like under 20 minutes. I think that the old Instagram ways of having everything so curated, perfect. It's not real life. Overwhelms me. Yeah. I, I will never cook something with over like seven or eight ingredients. Like really. Yeah, I love that. You you also posted something I think yesterday that was felt like really innovative because I I would have never thought of it, but it was gluten free raisin bread with <laughs> yeah, almond yeah. butter and then cottage, cottage cheese. cheese on top. <laughs> Favorite meal. 
That favorite. looks dope. Is it the the good culture? Good culture. By the way, this is like the fourth time, by the way, good culture. We're not sponsored, but like I hit know. us. Up. I try so hard. <laughs> <laughs> like I make so many cottage by cheese way, videos. It honestly is amazing. Like I'm a fan of cottage cheese, but for whatever oh, reason, <laughs> it's very good. And I very thought that good. was a very innovative snack. Thank you. I love that. Like I love it sweet and savory. So when I want it sweet, I do it that way. Savory, it's so good on avocado toast. Like cottage cheese is so high in protein. It's insane. And it's just like the easiest way to get protein in any meal, especially when I'm just like craving some toast. Yeah, you know? I love that. Good on anything. Really is good on anything. Yeah. Where do you stand on supplementation for hormone health? And have you heard of and are you interested in like peptide therapy? Yes. As far as supplementation goes, I really love it. And I also really don't for everyone. Before I, you know, started working with my doctor or getting training myself, I was taking anything any influencer posted about that helped them. Uh, And taking too many supplements really was not good for me. Yeah. In general, like the capsules, like everything, it's like you shouldn't be overdoing it. But specific to you, I think it's amazing. So supplements that I think anyone would really benefit from right now is an adrenal supplement, like the good B vitamins, the good adaptogens, basically that like lowers your cortisol. Because I don't know many people who are super calm right now. Yeah. So I think most women will benefit with that. As far as peptides go, it's beyond interesting to me. I actually just sat in on a seminar of peptide therapy and I was like kind of in and out of it, but beyond interesting to me. I have taken some through my doctor. It's really interesting. There's not enough science and like years behind totally knowing a lot and that like that scares my mom for me you know yeah 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 but it calls also could be the way of the future it's fascinating I don't know enough about it to like explain a lot about it yeah but it's cool and through me it's like I work with a doctor that I would you know like let him go perform open heart surgery on me yeah like I trust his word but yeah it's interesting there's a lot out there there's a lot out there. And again, I think it's it's great that you said that, that it is a new science. And I think mm-hmm. with anything, we don't really know the long-term effects. We don't. But I do think it's, it is in a lot of ways, maybe the future. Yeah. It's where we're all headed, I yeah. think. But we got to... We have to, we have we, to see. We have to see. <laughs> <laughs> but with like what I've heard and seen so far, it seems really cool. But yeah. Same. We'll find out in our lifetime the, yeah. the results. So what's next for you? I am coming out with a hormone supplement. It's a powder. It's going to be snickerdoodle flavor. I'm just so excited about it because it's not like really like a supplement supplement, but there's dandelion in it for liver support. There's ashwagandha in it. There's cinnamon in it for blood sugar balance. There's so many things like that. And then MCT in it for healthy fats, which I'm pretty obsessed with for hormones. So I'm excited to release this. It should probably be coming out around May. A big thing I always say is like no coffee on an empty stomach. If you want to have coffee on an empty stomach, add some fat to it. So this is going to be like great for that or like mix it in your cottage cheese. I'm just excited to. Yeah, that's that's an exciting project coming up. I'm excited for you. That's wonderful. Thank you. And then the last thing I wanted to know is what is something that's really grounding you right now? Probably my Epsom salt baths. I love (laughs) that. Like I go through phases of like wanting to take a bath every night or not. And I'm in that phase of like every night, phone, different room, handle on and just like, don't think, don't do anything for like 10 minutes in the bath. That's so wonderful. For sure. That's so wonderful for your nervous system. So what about you? I go on hikes on Sundays and I do it by myself and I can like hear my footsteps and I listen to music and I don't know, it's really like life affirming and it makes me feel really like, rounded on the earth. 
Yeah. And I love it. And I've been doing it for quite some time. And it's like a practice that's important to me. We need to be in nature so much more than we are. Like that's so, I need to get back into like having just a day where like I'm out there. It's hard. And you know, really hard. And it's okay that you get out of the habit a little bit and then you come back into it. But it's so nice when you can to like have some regularity with a practice like that, that just feels really good. Yeah. I do it at my own speed. Like I'm not even like breaking a huge sweat. Like it's just kind of like the joy of moving kind of. And like fresh air. Yeah. And it's really been like beautiful for me. That's such a shift. No, that is amazing. That probably feels so good. Yeah. Definitely feels so good. Paige, thank you so much for being here. This was such a treat. Thank you so much. I had so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts. Hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily produced by Katherine Hugh. If you like this episode, please make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate us.